I'm in Super Soul Farm. I come here quite often, quite a nice room. As you can see. Okay. Okay, I'm gonna go back to something I tried to explain and explain it again. Okay. Yeah, come on in, great. Shut the, those doors. Okay. Sure, come on in, that'd be great. Okay. I got a little audience today. Come on in. Okay, great. What's your name? Maya. And you're coming from California? Yes, we're both coming from California. What's that? We're both coming from California, actually. Wow, how's yeah, that? Like an hour and a half away from each other. Yeah. That's fun. Okay. This is a, a class I've been doing for maybe 15 years. Not this one, but so, okay. Reading from the Brihad Bhagavatamrita. Chapter, volume one, chapter one, text eight. Om namo bhagavate vasudevaya. Om namo bhagavate vasudevaya. Om namo bhagavate vasudevaya. Om namo bhagavate vasudevaya. Jayati, jayati, Krishna prema bhaktir yarangrim. Nikola Nigama Tatvam Gudham Agaya Mukti Bajati Sharanam Kama Vaishnavas Chajamana Chapa Yajina Tapasyanyasa Nishtam Vahaya All glories, all glories All glories, all glories to Sri Krishna Prem Bhakti. Knowing that the feet of Prem Bhakti secretly comprises all the truths of the Vedas, liberation herself has come to worship her. Indeed, liberation, abandoned by the Vaishnavas, has now given up her dependence on mantras, penance, sacrifice, and renunciation and is eager to have the shelter of Prem Bhakti. I'll read some of the purport by Sriman Gopi Pranadana Prabhu. Srila Sanatana Goswami now glorifies Bhakti Devi, personified devotional service to Sri Krishna and begs her favor. Devotional service to Lord Krishna is always rendered with Prem of pure love. In fact, its essence, bhakti, is composed of prema, the lesser goal of life aimed by the impersonalist, namely liberation from the cycle of birth and death, offers herself to bhakti as a maidservant. Liberation humbly approaches bhakti Devi's feet, unable to even look at her face, 
In other words, liberation follows even the partial practice of devotional service represented here by the feet of Bhakti Devi. Regardless of a person's motive, even briefly resorting to one of the standard devotional methods, hearing, chanting, and so on, very soon guarantees liberation from material existence. Without some contact with devotional service, no other effort can earn liberation. I recommend you read the rest of the purport yourself if you have. We have Bhagavatamrita. Omagana Timurandasya Pyananjana Shalakaya Chaksur Unmalatamyena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Sri Chaitanya Manobishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Shayam Rupa Kadamayam Dadati Swapadantikam Pancha Kalpa Turubhyascha Kripa Sindhu Bhayevacha Patitanam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namo Nama Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Sri Advaita Gadadhar Shivas Adegor Bhaktavinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare so greetings from the Super Soul Farm in uh, upstate New York. Whenever I come, they offer me these beautiful quarters. We have programs every day. And uh, it's really developed into an ashram. There are people that are staying here. They just were at Mongol Artique. And this is not even a particular Seva weekend, etc. I told Raghunath, he's kind of like a an Indian grandfather. You know, if you see an Indian, he may be very, very rich. You know, like an American, they have to have their own room, their own facility, you know. Every kid has to have their own room. The parents have to have his own. The father has to have his man space, everything. But in India, I've seen this because their families are more intact. The grandfather, he wouldn't have a room. He would like sleep in the living room. So all the kids would just be constantly running over him. So I think Raghunath's like that. <laughs> Maybe it's an old Italian grandfather or something. He just likes to be in the middle of the chaos with all the devotees coming in and out. But it's kind of nice. And it, it really fits into what my... I don't know, vision, or at least my concentration is communities. And uh, we just came from a program yesterday. They must be on. Karuna Point and Joe Cayley organized such a nice program on the Lower East Side. They rented out this beautiful, it was perfect, this storefront on Avenue A, just a block from Tompkins Square Park. So you felt Prabhupada's presence, big feast. Um, and, and so many different people were there. The brahmacharis came from Brooklyn and devotees came from New Jersey. We had about, we had about 40 people. And you really, really felt the mood and, and, of, of, of Prabhupada. And I was speaking on one concept 
which my next Monday morning greetings will be on called Synchronicity. And I wrote an article called An Original Argument for the Existence of God on synchronicity. And synchronicity is, is when two events come together beyond the laws of probability to the extent that it's more likely that the cause of them coming together was some force outside the modes of material nature then it happened randomly. And I was describing how that's such a faith builder. And you really begin to realize that when you begin to practice Dharma. And what Dharma means is you have a myriad of choices. Every moment, every person here, I'm also speaking to people here and I'm speaking, so it's I have two audiences. We all have a myriad of choices to make. Even now, there's so many choices. What is the correct choice that will elevate your consciousness and bring you closer to God? The correct choice may be, dar- may be attachment. It may be that someone's a brahmachari get married. The, the, the right choice may be detachment. Someone may have to take sannyas. So that science of right choice is found in the Shastras and the guide to make the right choice is the mentor of the teachers. But when you make the right choice, an interesting thing happens. Auspiciousness comes. Your consciousness gets elevated. And when you live your life that way, what you begin to see is the correction, the correlation between what happens to you and what's in your heart. And the probability of what's happening to you being correlated exactly within your heart, can, the, the only cause can be God. And then you begin to develop faith that whatever happens is coming by God. And a lot of times, the the help we need to figure those things out, because a lot of times, what we're trying to figure out is not the good times. No one tries to figure out what's happened with the good times, right? And, and, And what good times? I was listening to tape of Prabhupada, and Prabhupada said, Everyone in this world is suffering. And of course you're suffering, because what's suffering? It's when the world moves against your attachments. And what's the only way the world will not move against your attachments is if you're God. So because we're not God, we must be suffering when we desire his position. Things go against our, our, our way. So we're, we're suffering. But Prabhupada said, the, the, the only person, he said, even the devotee's suffering, but he's not suffering to the same extent. And when he becomes fully Krishna conscious, he's not suffering. And then Prabhupada quoted the verse, Martras, Parshas, Takontea, Sitoshna, Sukha, Dukada, Agama, Payano, Nityas, Tamtitichasra. The non-permanent appearance of happiness and distress and the disappearance in due course of time 
um, one should learn to tolerate them. The, the non-permanent period of happiness and distress and the disappearance in 2009. Anyway, to means top, you tolerate them because you know you're not the body. So it's not a tragedy if something on that platform doesn't go your way. You have some other vision. So usually when we're when that happens, <laughs> then we want to figure out what well, if we're spiritual, we, we try to figure it out, we try to digest it. And the proper digestion of it is, is it's coming to you for you. Why? And how you respond. And if you respond with Dharma, you get a fruit, and then you get that fame. You actually begin to see how everything in your life. So I was speaking about this, the concept of synchronicity. And I made a point because and even though it wasn't 26 Second Avenue, it was the Lower East Side. So it, it's kind of like a holy place because Prabhupada walked there. And I, I told this story, and this was a, a, a realization of this kind of synchronicity, is that I was in the Bhakti Center and I was being interviewed by some lady who's doing a master's degree and had something to do with uh, Krishna core, you know, uh, the hardcore scene in Krishna consciousness. And I made the point that where did the Krishna consciousness in the West begin? It was the Lower East Side, you know, about the hippies. But like when you mine something, like you mine gold, after a while, you keep on working, the same stuff is not there. So it's like preaching. Now, there's the audience is the hippies. And if you keep on going for the hippies, they're already not hippies. There's nothing there. They're Wall Street bankers now. <laughs> so Krishna consciousness dried out, especially after you know, Prabhupada left. There was nobody in the temples. And then I believe it was Lakshmi Nishringa started doing Food for Life in Tompkins Square Park and maybe introduce the Chromax, the hardcore, and then from that, Raghunath. And then the Krishna consciousness movement filled up again with people from the hardcore scene. And the Krishna consciousness movement doesn't even know that because you, know, you don't remain hippies, you don't remain hardcore. You know, all of a sudden you were hardcore, but now you're the head Pajari. All of a sudden you're hardcore, now you're, you know, you're the biggest preacher in this. So it, it doesn't, but literally it filled up. And then again, you know, that's also a vein that kind of goes. And then the next thing then again came kind of like subdued and quiet. And the next thing was the people from the yoga world. And my point was, the hippies were from the Lower East Side. Then the next thing was Tompkins Square Park and started the hardcore scene. And then the yoga scene was centered on the Bhakti Center. All those things happened in the same place. That's a synchronicity. 
It could have burgeoned in any place. And then and my explanation was, is because the dust of Prabhupada's lotus feet was still in the cracks. And I'll just mention something else. Now the yoga scene is not the scene anymore. But what happens is people catch on late. So now people, oh, yoga. But no, it's not the yoga scene anymore. Now it's a new scene. We're older and more mature in Krishna consciousness. It's the world. It's the world. So anyway, we had a, a really good time. And I spoke about that fact of how important community is for Krishna consciousness. And I spoke of it from a particular perspective. And the perspective I, 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 I spoke about is Krishna consciousness begins, spiritual life begins when you understand the world is not about me. And that's why we offer prayers, the ma om, Vishnu Padaya. Nama means not me. It begins with not me. And one of the best ways to realize not me is to have a community. And a community is not a crowd. It's not an amount of people. It's a common interest. And, and, when, 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 and, and the common interest is the community. So the community serves you better than you can serve yourself. And when you're in a situation like that, you're willing to give up the one thing you're most attached to, which is the false ego, the conception of being in the center. And when you give up the false ego, you could really hear the holy name. And that's what I'll, I'll speak about this more this evening. We're going to have a program. But uh, I'm, I'm speaking to both the people here, the people there. Now, let's get to the Briyad Bhagavatam Rita. I really wanted to go over these verses again. It's also a bit of an excuse because um, yesterday, you know, it was an hour and a half, two hours to New York, and then we did the program. Program was absolutely, it was wonderful. It was, we were just in, in seventh heaven, we were in Goloka Vrindavan. It, it was just heaven, the program. And then I wrote up here late at night. So I'm, I'm, I'm not approaching the program with my same level of sadhana. And that's so important to me before I make a presentation that the consciousness that comes from controlling the mind in a good sadhana. You, you just, it just brings you to just such a higher level of perception and contentment. And memory has a lot to do with goodness. So, but so I didn't, and, and the other thing is the preparation because then traveling for one day and finishing the Monday morning greetings and, and things like that. So what's happening here is I really want to focus on, on Sanatana Goswami, you know, because he speaks that I'm, I'm speaking this, this is the place. He, when, he, when he speaks about Vrindavan and I am here, so he's in Vrindavan and he's just glorified the three 
most potent places in Vrindavan, which is Vrindavan itself, the area around the Ras Lila, the Jamuna River, which embraces Vrindavan and carries the nectar of Krishna's lotus feet all through this holy land, and Govardhan Hill, which is Hari Dasavarya. It's the most excellent devotee because he gives himself to Krishna with love. Service is not just an act. It's the vehicle by which you express your heart to some. That's what. So it, it, it's not just the act. It's to carry the heart. Otherwise, it's just like a package which is empty. So Govardhan serves Krishna because it, it's the playground of Krishna. It's the place of Krishna. We love our places. We love one place more than another to the extent it facilitates relationship and love. So that facilitates Krishna's exchange with all his devotees. He loves Govardhan. And why is he praying? If you remember, he prayed to Krishna Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the gopis, then Mathura, then the three places within that place, which is Govardhan, and the, which is the Vrindavan, then the Jamuna, the Govardhan. Why is he playing? He, he, why is he praying to these places? Because he needs mercy. He needs to achieve something beyond his own capability. And God, we cannot earn. If we think we can earn God, we have a cheapened conception of the absolute truth. We can't earn God. We have to attract God. Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur said, don't try to see Krishna, but act in a way that Krishna wants to see you. We can attract Krishna. You attract mercy by humility. The expression of need, legitimate expression of need attracts mercy. So he has capabilities which can be used in Krishna's service, but he has to achieve beyond even those capabilities. Because what he's trying to express, and not only express, but express to the people of Kali Yuga is the parama dasha antim, anubhav, the transcendent consciousness, parama, Supreme, Desha, stage, Antam, the end, the extreme Antam, the Parama, the topmost Antam limit of consciousness, which is the love of the gopis for Krishna. And he has to express that. And to express that, he has to experience that. And you only experience that by the mercy of Guru and the Vaishnavas. 
and 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 prayer is so important and, and that's why he's praying because what prayer does prayer puts you in the humble position there's nothing more powerful than making you appreciate the concept of happy small than prayer and without humility you can't experience mercy and I gave a simple example. It's like a spoiled child. Nothing the parents do or give or express, the child will feel is love because they feel I'm entitled to it. It's not love. It's what I deserve. Not only that, I deserve more. So you can see how the ego just completely covers any feelings of love and mercy. So prayer puts you in that condition. We're all over the place. But when we pray humbly, when we pray humbly, it puts us in a position to experience mercy. And it is the consciousness, it is the consciousness that attracts mercy. So these two things. So he's praying. The consciousness that enables one to feel mercy and the consciousness that attracts mercy. So he's praying. And in that Vaishnav mood, in that Vaishnav humility, he's praying to everyone. You'll never see a Vaishnav text where they don't begin with prayer. Because there's no, Prabhupada said this about the translation. He said, you know, people may become GBCs, they may become this, they may become that. But to translate the books after I leave, to translate, he said, that's not ordinary. <laughs> that's not ordinary. That's not ordinary, because the consciousness it requires to conceptualize and to express. So he's showing us, he's showing us. And each object of prayer deepens one humility. So here's Sanatana Goswami. And he begins with a prayer to Krishna and, and, and then to the gopis and then to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and then to Mathura and then the three places in Mathura, Vrindavan and then after Vrindavan, the Jamuna and after the Jamuna, Govardhan Hill and now Prem Bhakti. And one part of prayer that enables you to feel mercy is to exalt the object of prayer. Because the greater the greater the thing you want to achieve, the more you feel mercy to achieve it.
And when you feel mercy, the more you, you realize you need mercy. And the more you feel like you need mercy, mercy means undeserved. It's, it's a very humble condition. So in prayer, the greater the distance between the object of prayer and your feelings of qualification for it, is the more you'll feel you'll need mercy and the more you'll feel mercy when you get it. So it's very important. So when you pray, you find ways to exalt the object of prayer. And it makes you feel very humble and unqualified, which is your qualification. So here's how he exalts praying bhakti. He says, it comprises the truth of the Vedas. So how great. I, I want the mercy of praying bhakti. But how unqualified I am. Because it's, it's the essence. It's the essence of the Vedas. I think what he says here is very interesting. He says... that Prem Bhakti, the feet of Prem Bhakti comprises the essence of the Vedas. So how great is Prem Bhakti? The feet, the feet means just a drop of Prem Bhakti, not even the full manifestation of Prem Bhakti, the essence of the Vedas. And what else can the essence of the Vedas be? but the, to give you the consciousness of love. What else could be the purpose of knowledge but to purify your heart? And what's a, pure, what's a purified heart? Purified heart is a loving heart. So this is the essence of the Vedas. Just like I was talking about community. Common interest rather than higher than individual interest or, or family life. The world's not just about me. That's the beginning. That's the beginning. Getting rid of the false ego is antithetical to love, but to actually experience love. So he's saying here, the feet of Prem Bhakti comprise all the truths of the Vedas. Yasya Deve Para Bhaktir Tata, one who has implicit faith in the spiritual master and the Supreme Lord, the, the imports of the Vedas are revealed. And what's the import of the Vedas? One who has full faith, one who has full faith in, in the Supreme when I was full faith in the Supreme Lord, the spiritual master, the essence of the Vedas are revealed. But what is that? What is that faith in the Supreme Lord? What is the faith in Guru? That there is a truth higher than my own vision and understanding. That's the essence, that there's something higher. Just a little bit of prema. And then he said, 
um, says here, liberation is give up their dependence on everything else because it doesn't work. And it said for the brahmacharis, it said, you know, repeating of prayers for the grihastas, performing sacrifices, for the vanaprastas, performing penance, and for the sannyasis, complete renunciation. He's given up. He's given up. Because you can't get liberation that way because our concept of liberation is not just giving up but it's achieving something our vision of liberation is muktir hitva yata rupa it's giving up the external form sarupenavivasita becoming situated in our real identity and, and, and anyway, it's given up these things because none of these things are achievable without mercy. And you can't get mercy without worship. You cannot achieve mercy without worship. In other words, without putting yourself in, in a, a... Confucius defined ritual as conforming yourself to something higher than yourself. Without that kind of consciousness that comes from worship, you can't be in a position to achieve perfection in any other process. So Mukti became, abandoned them. They're not going to actually give me. So it has to worship Prema. And it gives up other processes. But the Vaishnavas, they abandoned liberation. Because they don't need to cultivate it's Vasudeve, Bhagavati, Bhakti Yoga, Piyojita, Jariyat Yatsu, Vairagyam, Ganachyata, Taitikam. The Bhaktis, Vasudeva, by worshiping God, Vasudeva, Bhagavati, Bhakti Yoga, Priyojita, Gana Vairag, Vasudeva, Bhagavati, Bhakti Yoga, Priyojita, Ganach. Anyway, Vairagya and Gana. You just have to do a little asuvairagya. You just have to do a little when you're doing bhakti, and you'll get that. One who loves Krishna, he becomes completely renounced from the world, but he doesn't have to practice the, the intellectual process of negating and distinguishing this is matter, this is spirit. And that the subtleties of that, it goes so deep. It's if you understand the yoga sutras, it's impossible what liberation means. So you can't get it without mercy. So he abandons that, but the Vaishnavas don't need that. And therefore, liberation to have any meaning has to take shelter of prema has to take shelter of prema without taking shelter of prema there's no meaning to liberation 
You can't get it without that. And it, it, it can serve Frema. Just like Prabhupada served Frema with Jnana Yoga, because he taught us the Heno Svin Yatadehe, Komara Yovanam Jura, Tatadehanta Paptir, Daras Diras Tatanamuyate. As the embodied soul moves from childhood to youth to old age, similarly at the time of death. So Prabhupada taught us, you're not the body, you're not the body, you're not the body. That gave jnana, analysis, and vairagya meaning. That has meaning. It, had, it, doesn't, it didn't have meaning in itself just to learn you're not the body. It doesn't have meaning in itself. It has meaning when it's con connected to prema. When it's connected to achieving devotion. Otherwise, what's the use of it? You just practice vairagya. You just practice austerities. But it doesn't change your heart. In fact, it can make you very, very proud. So prema is a very beautiful thing. He's glorifying this prema. The feet of prema comprises the essence of the Vedas. And it abandons all of the processes because it doesn't work. And it has to take shelter of bhakti to really give its meaning because the Vaishnavas don't really care for it either. So it has to take shelter. So look at Sanatana Goswami, how he's exalted prema. And now how humble that makes him feel. And how much it makes him want to achieve prema. And how much that consciousness attracts prema. So try to follow this introduction with the consciousness of Sanatana Goswami and setting the template of how we have to practice devotion. We have to attract Krishna's mercy. Just like Narada Muni, he performed all these austerities. He was just a young child. He lost his mother. He didn't even know who his father was. I can't understand Narada Muni because generally people are screwed up in the world. At least they know who their father was. Who is Narada Muni's father? What a complex that could give you thousands of years ago. Now every family you meet is divorced. They're still they, they don't like their father. They know their father. He doesn't know who his father is. Then, then he loses his mother. And he's just so dependent. And he begins to pray that he wants God. And then God appears to him. He gets Saksha Darshan. He sees God. Then God disappears. And he tries the same thing. And it doesn't work. And God tells him, there's two things you have to do. You have a material taint. You're, you're in the Himalayas. It's so peaceful. You're attached to that. That's not love. And you're not complete in the service, which means you're not complete in service. It means 
the mood of service, not just the amount of service. It's like when we pray, oh Radha, oh Krishna, please engage me in your service. That's the Hare Krishna mantra. We're not just praying the service, we're praying to have the consciousness of service. So the second time he didn't achieve it. Why didn't he achieve it? He did the exact same thing. Because perhaps the first time he related his success to the austerities he performed, not the consciousness behind them. Then you think I can achieve it by this activity. No, you didn't achieve it by this activity. You achieved it by your humility and desperation, which was expressed in this activity. Don't come into the illusion that by this activity you achieve. It's not bhakti. So look at Sanatana Goswami. He's exalted prema. The feet of prema comprise the Vedas. This is so high. I need its mercy. And then... And today we will finish the introduction so we can start this incredible story, which begins with Jaimini Rishi and Janame Jaya is the son, the son of, of Marge Prickett. And he hears from Jaimini Rishi a Mahabharat, but not the Mahabharat we've, we've, we've got, but a Mahabharat which more directly presents the divinity of Krishna. He becomes overwhelmed by this version of the Mahabharata and wants to hear. Oh, no, and then, and then he relates, to, we'll get to that. So now let me quickly, I just want to, again, disperse about the holy name. Jayati, Jayati, Namananda, Rupa, Marari, Vidramata Nijadharma, Jnana Pujari Yattam, Katamapi Sakram Atem Mukti Dhamraninam Yat, Param Amritam Ekam Jivanam Bhushanam May. All glories, all glories to Lord Marari in the form of his all ecstatic name. If any living being puts aside such tasks as meditation, ritual worship, and social duties, and even one takes the Lord's holy name, the name will grant them liberation. The holy name is the greatest source of eternal pleasure and is my very life and ornament. So, um, so, one who realizes the holy name. Um, it makes one give up any other process. You may be a great yogi, you may be a great jnani, you, you know, you may be, you know, performing rituals, sacrifices, but it makes you give up the activities because you easily receive the benefits of all those activities. By, by the holy name. Um, and so one who chants the holy name, he can give up any other process. 
and it gives liberation. Um, how are we doing today? Um, so it it gives two types of verses. One, you can give up any other process. As a famous verse, Aho it says how glorious are those whose tongues are chanting your name even if born in a family of dog eaters such persons are worshipable persons who chant the holy name of your lordship have executed all kinds of austerities and fire sacrifices and achieved all good manners of the aryans be chanting the holy name, they must have bathed at holy places, pilgrimage, studied the Vedas, and fulfilled everything required. Anyway, I had a long, long day yesterday. And this is probably the extent of my realization. But um, Jumuna Jaya, if, if you're still there. Yes, you right. can, So you can tell me what point kind of struck you. Um, there are many good points, and I was rereading my notes from yesterday. So, hi, everybody, it's Super Soul. <laughs> um, uh, but one of the things that just really struck me was what you said about Narada Muni. That was really interesting to think that, you know, the first time he saw God, and then the second time he didn't. And I loved your explanation that, you know, the second time perhaps it was because he was more dependent on his activity as opposed to the mercy, which is the whole theme. So, I really. I never thought of it that way. He was like, oh, I did this. But then he forgot that, no, we don't do it. There's the mercy. So I love that unpacking of that of his second try that didn't yield the first the response of the first try because it wasn't him either time. It was always mercy. So I appreciate it. And, and I think there's another point there. And I think the other point there is that... Um, God gives us mercy because if you want to practice something, you have to have faith. And what's faith? You have to have faith in the objective. Mm -hmm. Like people form great austerities because they feel there's some results. People go to a university. They, they study to be a doctor. They make so much sacrifice because they have trust in the result. So it's the same thing with bhakti. There's some austerities. There's tapasya. Despite the irrational impulses of the mind and senses, we engage in our devotional service. So there's some tapasya. We have. So why will we push forward? Well, we have to have some. Uh, you know, the sadhana means to engage everything towards this goal. But mm -hmm. it, it, faith, I, I give that thing, trust by experience. So a lot of times to help us forward, God gives us the experience. So he gives us a drop of that mercy. My mm -hmm. effort is because I got a drop of that mercy. I was there in Henry Street in Brooklyn, jumping up to, you know, and down because this experience of the holy name was better than anything sensual or egotistical I can imagine. 
that became my goal. So sometimes I think it's also he gave Narada Muni a drop and then told him, I gave you a drop. It is mercy. You are not qualified for it. Mm -hmm. And this is why you're not qualified for it. So I think because you're not complete in the mood of service and you're still attached to liberation. Mm -hmm. You're not up to love. You want to be free from suffering. Mm. But the higher goal is not to be free from suffering, but to achieve love. Yeah. So you are not complete in seva. Mm. So I think that's the same thing with us. God's gave us some mercy and gave us some faith, but then he told us, wait a second, you're not at all qualified. <laughs> you, you're not complete in seva, and you're still into you're you're still contaminated by dad. You know, you still can't. <laughs> okay, thank you, Jamuna. Thank you, And it's great to see Jamuna Jaya. It was great to see you there. We had such a full crowd, wasn't it? Yeah, it was so wonderful to see so many people. Yeah, like Mugalarti being there, and that was really that was really wonderful. Yeah, Kunji Kishori, who I've been seeing yeah. for a while because she's been so busy. Yeah, Abby Shakti from Colombia. Him, and, yes. uh, so many other people that it was a great like New York presence coming to Lower East Side. It was great. Yes. Okay. Anybody else have any um, reflection or question or just say hello? Hi, Krishna Maharaj. Hi, Bo. Yeah, the, the thing that um, caught my attention today was oh, maybe you, you was... can't hear, right? Oh. Oh, my hearing aids on. Oh, I think you could. Okay. All right, go ahead. Thing that caught your attention was Yeah, because yeah, we always hear that um the the meaning of the mantra is please engage me in your service. But yeah. you know, you highlighted the point that it's not just about service the activity. Yeah, you know, it, it has to first be service the consciousness, you know, the desire. Give me the desire to, to please you right. in the first place. I'll explain to you. One second. She's liking the point that I said. It's when we chant the Hare Krishna mantra, it's not just the um, act, activity of service, it's the consciousness. So she's appreciating. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and, and I really, you know, love that the fact that you made that point because you know if you don't have that that consciousness that desire to serve then the service will just feel like labor that's what she said also that if you don't have the desire to serve then the activity will just become like labor and who yeah. wants to work <laughs> and who wants to work right exactly and that's why my test for who's advanced in Krishna consciousness is I used to organize big feasts in India. I mean, a thousand people, and I was in charge of everything. I was in charge of the kitchens. I was in charge of the service. And then when it starts, I said there were two types of devotees. One who runs to the front of the line so they can get served first <laughs> and berate the server to pick out all the cheese. If, <laughs> If even the people at the end only get the cauliflower and potato. <laughs> and then the other people who grab the buckets to serve. 
<laughs> right? So, uh, yeah. And the people who pick out the cheese are the people who think that serving is work. And, and honestly speaking, if people visit me in Vrindavan, and I have a beautiful courtyard there, and we have this great Vaishnav caterers, and I'll order prasadam. I, 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 you know, I'm particular about the service. I can't, I can't, I couldn't even sit any place if, if it's not served properly. There's a system. If you go go to Puri with me, I'm I'm there. I organize the service. Hundred people. They they feel when they're served, they 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 feel no anxiety that they're going to be because people feel anxiety and therefore they start to harass the servers more and more and more, not knowing when it's served properly to keep on coming around. Okay, Gail, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you, you'll be there next Sunday, Jai Jagannath, myself. Yeah. Yeah, you're not going to go to any crazy wedding. <laughs> no, I've huh? learned my lesson. Learn your lesson. You got to set your priorities right. Right. <laughs> okay. Anybody else? Hare Krishna, Gumaraj, Toto Gopinath here. Kishori Radha. Hey, Hi, Hare Krishna. Okay, Kishori must have told you how ecstatic it was yesterday. I'm, I'm here now as well. <laughs> but next week it'll be Sunday. So, okay. Anybody else? Hare Krishna Maharaj. Okay, Bhakti Devi. Wasn't that nice yesterday? Yes, it was great. It was so great to see everybody. Yeah. Um, I have a question. Um, your point about you can't achieve mercy without worship. Um, you know, sometimes I feel like a part-time devotee. You know, like I do my job in the morning and I'll listen to Bhagavad Gita or I'll listen to Srimad Bhagavatam and then then I go to work all day. And then maybe once or twice a week, I'm in a class during the weeknights. Um, so I guess the question is, you know, how much worship? Okay. I, I, I'll put this, I should qualify that. There's always God's mercy, but you'll never feel it unless you put yourself in the right mood. So, so let me qualify that. That's why it's so nice to have questions. Um, Krishna sees your effort. I see your effort. You know, you have a lot on your plate and still you do a lot. <laughs> still you attend classes, you chant, you do the things. And, and not many people can do that. They fall apart when they have the kind of responsibilities you have. So Krishna sees our effort. Even when we're separated from the direct service, he sees our want for it. And he also likes people who do their duties, are responsible. Like I, I saw Kunji Gishori there yesterday. I hadn't seen her there for so long because she has, you know, she's taking, you know, putting her two kids through school and so many things. But I saw when, when we were chanting how deeply she was chanting and how much she was appreciating it. So Krishna sees, you know, responsible people. But responsibility means also the priority of Krishna consciousness. But anyway, you're going to the Bhakti Immersion upstate. You're going to the Sadhu Sangha retreat. You know, so there's some mercy coming. You Thank know? you, Mark. And also, one of my friends was working so hard in Krishna consciousness, and he felt I didn't have so much time for chanting and hearing and 
he went to this one saint and said, well, yeah, you know, if you work hard for Krishna, then Krishna can give you everything all at once. <laughs> Thank you, Rocky Davy. It was great to see you there, too, and great to see you healthy. I wanted to tell you, I was really happy because I know how much pain you were in. Thank you. Yes, it's great. And, it's great to feel healthy. <laughs> okay, great. Anybody else? Oh, you can't hear this. Next time I won't use my... Okay. Anybody else like to say hello? Hare Krishna Maharaj. This is Krishna Amrita. Thank you so, so much. Oh, from Russia. Hare Krishna. Yeah. Maharaj, I love all the classes. It is so wonderful. And one thing, especially community serves you better then you serve community. Can you be like yourself? Serve community serves you better than you could serve yourself. Yeah. Yes. And uh, could you please a little bit uh, describe, elaborate it a little bit more? Lab elaborate just a little bit on that point because it's just like kirtan, right? You can chant by yourself, right? But when you chant with a group of people that are united. Jiva Goswami said that Sankirtan is better than Kirtan because it gives you special feelings of bliss. So when you join in community, it helps you to remove the limited concept of I, that I'm the center. And that limited concept of I is what's blocking you from the sun rays of praying. So we're trying to be happy. And if we go into a group and we try ourselves to be happy, and keep that ego, that separate interest, we never happy. When we come to, I saw that yesterday. It was just community. Everybody felt great. They were feeling such pleasure, chanting. So nice. Thank you. Kanamrita. Krishna Kanamrita. Krishnamrita. Okay. Anybody else? Say hello. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Yavatsundari here. Thank you very much for the class. From Iran. Hello. Hare Krishna. Yeah, okay. Hi, boy. Yes. Thank you. Nice to see you. Thank Hare you Krishna. very much. Krishna. Anybody else? Hare Krishna Maharaj. This is Nityangi. Hare Bhav. Great to see you. Hare Thank you. You're it's driving? You're yes, driving? I'm going to my, yes, I'm going to my yoga studio. Okay. This is Nityangi from um, Iran. She, she's going to her yoga studio. She has a yoga studio. Okay, Hare Krishna. Oh, thank you, Maharaj. Anybody else? Hare Krishna, Maharaj. From Iran, Hare India. Many people. You know her? No, no. Okay, Hare Bo. Good. Anybody else? Oh, thank you, Maharaj. Hare Krishna. Okay. Uh, Amala. Okay, Amala's from Israel. Thank you very much. Haribo. Okay, good. Anybody else? Harry Krishna Gamaraj with Paul Govinda. And Braja. Okay. Thank you for us. Someone said yesterday they were unhappy because they missed you both. I don't I try to remember who it was. <laughs> I'm happy that we missed it as well. And them. <laughs> they missed Lal and Braja. I, uh -huh. I wish I could remember who it was. Oh, it wasn't you? <laughs> <laughs> no, they just were inspiring my own deep devotional feelings. Okay, Roger. 
you're a really wise girl. <laughs> okay, good. Hey, next week. Next week, we're doing it on Sunday just for you, Lal. <laughs> I'm very appreciative. <laughs> okay. Okay. Thanks. Anybody else? Hi, Val. One more from Iran, Maharaj. Hare Krishna. Oh, Hare Val. Nice to see you. Hare Val. Okay. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. From Iran. Oh, great. Yes. Great to see you. How Randa are you? Rani. Yeah. Of Fine. Course. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. I miss you so much. I miss you and your classes. Why don't you come to Govardhan? Yeah. Okay. Fine. <laughs> I was in Brindavan last week. But unfortunately, I, I couldn't last, uh, meet you. Last, last week you were in Vrindavan? Yes. Yes. Well, I wasn't in Vrindavan. Okay. And now, next time. Thank Let you. Know when yes, you come. next thank time. Thank you. Harry Yes, okay. Anybody thank else? Harry One more. Hare Krishna Guru Maharaj. Akinshana Krishna Das. Hey, Harry A little Vrindavan representative. Okay, Haribo. Yeah, I got your letter. I'm going to write you back that message, you know, let you know what's going on here. Thank you, Is Mark. it hot there? It's unbelievable weather. It's it's cool, rainy. Um, you still need, I still need a little bit of a blanket in the night. What? Yeah, unbelievable. Global warming. <laughs> yeah, must be something like that. <laughs> okay, okay. Haribo. Any reflection? Not for now, Marsh. Thanks. Okay, Haribo. Anybody else? Hi, Krishna. Thank you for class. Hey, Amo, Haribo. Good. Anybody else? Hi, Krishna Thank you so much for class. I really like to echo uh, Gail and Bhakti Devi about the consciousness and the mood of service. I really liked when you said also about it's not about the amount of service, but the mood of service. And it made me think about how um, when I have when we especially if you're working full time, you have these yeah. little moments where you can do service. It's so important with who you associate with and who you do service with. Not, nice realization. She's appreciating. Same point. Not the activity, but the vehicle. But I have to say, the activity engenders the consciousness. We're not minimizing the amount of service we do. And I was appreciating in all the programs, Karuna was also, that you immediately gravitate towards the service. Eating up all those rotis. <laughs> that was great. Okay, anybody else? Hare Krishna Maharaj, it's Indira. Um, I was also one thinking what you wondering what you think about, you know, you're 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 talking about community a lot and yeah. how a crowd is not necessarily yeah. a community. Yeah. And, you know, it's what I was wondering is, I guess, in my personal thought was um, you know, us being there yesterday. There were so many people, even a brahmachari who's now going to be Grihasta, who I met in the Brooklyn Temple. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I had so many relationships with so many people there. And yeah. that made it even more of a community because of my experience with each of them in different ways or different trips and different 
you know, pastimes, I guess. Um, So that the relationship has to be there in order for the community to take off. There has to be some sort of, I want you to have this great experience. I want to make this a nice place for you. I want that kind of thing. Well, okay. It has to be based on love. Yeah. But, but, but a good community is even if you don't have a relationship because you won't have relationship with the people that come for the first time, you make them feel welcome. You know, you make them feel part of it. So, because I, 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 yeah, I think the, because otherwise you can become, you know, only the people we know that's the core but other people have to feel welcome. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. It was nice. To, it was nice to you and Greg to drive me there and it was fun. Okay. Anybody else? Hey, Krishna Maharaj. It's Malati. Thank you for class. Okay. Uh, you coming next Sunday? Did you work it out? I'm working on it, but it is my intention to come. Okay. Try, but if you can, I understand. Okay, I'm going to head out now. Okay, bunch of culprit dreams, Dr. Pissing your beef.